Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries, and our must-read daily newsletter. As this podcast is published on International Women's Day, we'll discuss women in highways and transport. We know that it is an industry that, in the past, has obviously struggled to attract, for an example, women and ethnic minorities. But the programmes that we're putting in place to look at different talent pools and seeing how we can do things slightly differently, I think that is going a long way in helping us fill these skills gaps. In what's still a male-dominated industry, what do you need to do to make it as a woman? And what needs to be done to even things out? Find out in today's Highways Voices. Highways Voices, in association with partner organisations ADEPT, the Transport Technology Forum, ITS UK and Elkrig. We'll talk about a different approach to recruitment and development via the new Kia Pathways programme, as well as supporting women in the sector with Donna Howard, Head of Social Sustainability at Kia Highways on today's Highways Voices. But first, as usual, let's check in with Adrian Tatum with his pick of the stories that have caught his eye on the Highways News website. TfL has set out further new proposals for more than 400,000 kilometres of increased bus services in outer London to strengthen alternatives to private cars and maximise the benefits of the ultra-low emission zone. Consultations have been published on proposals to improve buses in Barnet, Brent, Havering and Wandsworth. These are key parts of the Mayor's commitment to improving bus networks in outer London, with more than one million extra kilometres of bus services planned in the future. Proposals to redesign bus routes around Wembley Park Stadium support new development in the area, and this will be published in the coming weeks. Elsewhere, the Transport Committee has published a special report comprising an exchange of letters between Committee Chair Ian Stewart MP and Treasury Ministers regarding its road pricing report, published in February last year. The report warned the government risk losing out on tens of billions of tax revenue if it does not explore new forms of road taxation, as drivers increasingly opt for electric vehicles, which are not subject to fuel duty or, until 2025, vehicle excise duty. In the exchange of letters, the committee chair in Stewart MP expressed disappointment at the Treasury's delayed response to the report, in which its main message was that the government does not currently have plans to consider road pricing. And finally, the North East Transport leaders have welcomed the news that the Department for Transport has confirmed £117.8 million of funding for buses in North East England as part of the National Bus Strategy. The latest move backs the formation of a formal partnership between bus operators and councils to deliver major improvements for bus passengers set out in the North East Bus Service Improvement Plan. On top of those, you can also read about potential road user charging in London, a promise for action on the A9 duelling project in Scotland, and how Ford's come up with a way of stopping drivers who don't keep up with their car repayments. That's just a taste of all the dozens of stories we publish every week on our website, highways-news.com, where you can find links to our Twitter and LinkedIn pages too. And of course, you can sign up to our daily unique email into your inbox every lunchtime. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. Swarco improves quality of life by making the travel experience safer, quicker, more convenient and environmentally sound. From software as a service traffic management solutions to parking, VMS, EV charging and road marking too, 
Find out how Swarco can deliver more efficient and safer traffic management. Swarco, the better way every day. Our main guest on Highways Voices this week now, and I'll let Adrian take it from here. So this week is not only National Careers Week, but also International Women's Day. So what better way to combine the two on this week's Highways Voices? Joining us today is Donna Howard, Head of Social Sustainability at Keir Highways, who aims to talk about the importance of both as the company launches its Keir Pathways programme this week. Donna, welcome to Highways Voices. Thanks very much for having me today. So first of all, Keir Highways is launching its Keir Pathways programme this week. Tell us what it is and why it's important. We've got lots and lots of different initiatives that we uh, we operate within uh, Keir Highways. And we, what we wanted to do is come up with a programme that was able to sort of help people gain better routes into the highways industry and, and enjoy sort of careers within the industry. So what we did is we we pulled together this framework, which provides an opportunity for lots of different people that we're working with in our communities to develop skills and increase their opportunities. So the, the Pathways programme is, is about increasing awareness, pr- promoting our sector, within the communities that we're working in. And that includes colleges, schools, um, and universities, but also in sort of in the, the the community where we are working. So with Job Centre Plus people and, and things like that. And what we want to do is we want to obviously highlight what a fantastic career opportunity we we have to offer. And we want to make Kia Highways an employer of choice for people when they want to come into the industry. So the aim is to obviously reach those, what some people would class as vulnerable groups, if you like, and help them sort of on their journey into uh, into a career opportunity. Sadly, there's still a perception of this industry that work in the road sector will be low paid, it will be dirty work, but we don't just need operatives in the sector. We need more diverse talent than ever, good HR managers, people that understand sales and marketing, people that inter- interpret data more effectively, which is something that obviously is coming on, coming to the fore with with new technology in this sector. So how do we sell the industry to attract these people as well? A really great question. Um, obviously, there is a massive skills gap within our industry. Um, obviously, there's skills shortages. And it is something that we, we need to look at. I, I think the we need an additional 225,000 workers within the, in, uh, the construction sector by 2027, which is a huge amount. We, you're absolutely right in the fact that we need to look at things sort of differently and, and try and ensure that we are sort of marketing this career option to a diverse range of people, if you like. Um, and I think one of the ways we're doing that is by showcasing exactly what the, the construction and highways industry has to offer, because there are numerous different types of vacancies that are available that can fit every skill set. And we do this by delivering school engagement sessions. So we, we're sort of providing education for young people within schools and colleges, but also we're providing sort of the education for the teachers and the tutors as well, because if they don't know what sort of careers we've got on offer in the industry, how are they going to be able to inform the, the young people that they're teaching? So we do lots of engagement with schools, and that includes offering uh, work placements, we do lots of work with the careers and enterprise company and working on the, the Gatsby benchmarks, providing obviously those insightful employer engagement opportunities. And obviously we, we, we know that it is an industry that in the past has obviously struggled to attract, for an example, women and ethnic minorities. But the programmes that we're putting in place 
to look at different talent pools and seeing how we can do things slightly differently, I think that is going a long way in helping us fill these skills gap, like I mentioned earlier, but also making our industry a much more diverse industry to work in, which is showing that there is a career option for everybody. Okay, so when it comes to recruitment in general, one of your approaches to this has been to use a practice to understand the skills and abilities of a candidate and match them to the right opportunity. What was your thinking behind this? I think it's the it's the fact that you can't you can't just automatically match somebody with an opportunity based on one scenario, if you like. You need to kind of look at the full picture. So we need to we need to kind of think outside the box. We we have people who, who are quite ad- academic, if you like, um, but then you also have people who have, have got more practical skills. So it's about understanding the individual skills and abilities and looking at the, those options on and how we can sort of make a successful pair with, with what opportunities we've got in our industry. Like I say, it's thinking outside the box and it's it's looking at the specific candidates and it's giving them the opportunity to potentially try different roles within our industry. Also looking at our supply chain partners, can we work with them if there's not a specific sort of role within the key highways business if you like it's looking a further afield and, and it's seeing how we can develop that that person and, and work to their strengths uh, as well as providing a business need um so yeah it's it's definitely sort of looking at um the the skills and the abilities of people coming into the industry and making sure that we're just taking a full holistic approach if you like and taking into uh, account everybody's needs Okay, so apprenticeships and early careers have been a real success in the highway sector. You you want to increase the number of early careers people in the key business to 12% by 2025. How, how do you plan to do this? There's a number of different ways. One of them is this Kia Pathways programme that, we, that we've got because it allows us to generate different opportunities for people to come into the industry. And we've got quite a few successful partnerships. And obviously that, I think, Partnerships is is the key to being able to to increase the the, the population, if you like, because it's not something we can just do alone. We do have to work with external organisations. And a number of our successful partnerships include working with different colleges, offering T-level placements. So that's obviously working with specific colleges and providing impactful work placement opportunities for young people on specific college courses that allows them to get that that practical element of the the course that they're studying so they're getting a a full rounded learning if you like and and the idea around the the t-levels is that actually it is a bit of a stepping stone into an apprenticeship because that young person is coming into our industry coming into our organization they're getting a feel for what it's going to be like working a specific role and then if that role works out for them and that's that's sort of what they're they're wanting to take the career journey down then that's a real successful progression route into an apprenticeship opportunity that we we may have available. Also making progress is your Making Ground scheme, Donna, which provides training opportunities to those in prison and release on temporary licence, providing them with several opportunities. Tell us about how you've managed to make this a process success here, and, but also how you, how you set it up in the first place. Our Making Ground initiative is one that we, we are, as Kia are really, really proud of. It's not a new initiative. We've had it around for a number of years and it is quite successful. 
And what we've been doing recently is is sort of building on that su- success and seeing how we can um, further develop it. Because, like I said, it's been great and we've had some fantastic success stories uh, over the years on there. But more recently, we've, we've sort of been working with numerous prisons. Um, I think so far we've partnered with, with four, and that's just specifically within highways. But as I mentioned earlier, we 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 still collaborate with lots of different organisations as well as the prisons. And one of those is People Plus. And through sort of our collaboration, what we've um, we've managed to do is develop an academy with inside one of the prisons that we work with, which is HMP Rambe in Redford. Obviously, we absolutely acknowledge that this is a talent pool that slightly untapped, if you like, and there's massive sort of skill sets in there people who've already been in the industry um, or people new to the industry but have got skills that can sort of transfer over. So we work with a prison, work with People Plus, and we've developed a 12-week construction skills programme. And this is run by the prison, People Plus, with input from ourselves. So we go in a few times throughout the 12 weeks and we sort of provide support, advice, guidance, deliver a little bit of training with them and, and just make sure that they're, they're sort of fully prepped, ready for um, when they're coming towards the end of their sentence, that we can provide opportunities for progression into, into our industry. And it's been really, really great to sort of see that progress over the last 14, 16 weeks because we started it back in October. And I think that we're going to get some really great people through the programme. And I think one thing that we do recognise is we're going to run this this programme initially in Ramby Prison three times a year, but then we're going to roll it out into different prisons across the country. Uh, Obviously, we do work across the country and we have sort of vacancies everywhere. But we do recognise that we can't take every single person on. Um, So what we're doing is working with our supply chain partners as well um, to obviously get them into um, into this this making ground scheme and showing them the benefits of taking taking on these ex offenders, if you like, and, and showing what benefit they can bring to the industry and to their organisation. It's really great, and it's it's fantastic how we can fully integrate them into into our teams, into the supply chain teams. It's fantastic for everybody. It's things like that and initiatives like this that we have going on that are going to be enable us to achieve that ambition of increasing our population by 2025 and a real great example of that is that we've we partnered with an SEN college in Birmingham called the Hive College and we've had just such a, a real great success story out of that one we've got a young man called Ben who started on work placement and then just really fitted into our organization and now Ben works for us it's his first job Ben is autistic, uh, but what we've done is we've worked with the college, we've worked with Ben to ensure that we can provide that opportunity for him for in, in his career. And now he's on a, a career journey with, with Kia. And it's things like that that are going to help us to, to get to uh, ambition of 12% by 2025, I think. Donna Howard from Kia is our guest on Highways Voices this week. And we'll hear more from her chat with Adrian Tatum after our partner news. Highways Voices. With the latest news and events from our partner organisations Elkrig, ADEPT, the Transport Technology Forum and ITS UK. 
the ADEPT member, Herefordshire Council, is developing a strategic outline business case for a new Eastern River Crossing and Link Road in Hereford. This is a 1.7 mile new road to the east of the city, with current estimates putting the scheme at a cost of £56 million. The new scheme would reduce traffic levels and congestion along key roads in Hereford, allowing for the reallocation of road space for walking and cycling and support for an expanded bus network. Low traffic neighbourhoods, area-wide 20 mile an hour limits and school streets also form part of a wider master plan ambition for the city and are scheduled for debates by the council's cabinet this month. The strategic outline business case is anticipated by next month and its findings will then be carefully considered by the council. If the scheme is progressed all the way to construction, it's expected the new road will be opened by 2031. The Transport Technology Forum's Electric Vehicle Charging Infrastructure Working Group is committing to producing further guidance designed to help council officers roll out the required infrastructure to keep pace with the adoption of electric vehicles. The group of public and private sector experts who make up the working group attended a meeting in Newbury where they heard that local authorities are a key stakeholder when it comes to delivering the rollout of charging infrastructure and must fully understand and embrace the technology. The latest meeting held at Nuvana Vehicle Solutions heard that engagement with residents is vital when delivering a network that people want and accept. It heard councils must keep engaging and explaining what they're doing, focusing on considerations and challenges around parking and traffic regulation orders. The promotional partner and networking partner for this year's Elkrig Innovation Festival have been confirmed. Multivo will act as promotional partner for the event. Josh Sweeney, Director of Marketing and Growth at Multivo, said, Having won the fleet innovation category at last year's event, I would urge others not only to support innovation, but showcase new ways of working too. Seeing is often believing. We're delighted to be the promotional partner for the Elkrig Innovation Festival again this year, because there is no other industry event like it. Meanwhile, Stabilised Pavements Limited will act as networking partner for the event. Jerry Howe, Managing Director at SPL, said innovation is at the forefront of every decision we make and the Innovation Festival provides a platform for us to showcase the technologies and processes we offer that can add value and innovation to our customers. Remember, this year's Innovation Festival will take place from the 4th to the 5th of July at New York Showground. For further information, visit Innovation Festival, that's all one word, .lcrig.org.uk. And ITS UK is hosting a meeting of its Active Travel Forum online on Wednesday the 15th of March. It features Vianova, Silent Transport and TRL discussing collaboration between cities and shared mobility providers and a discussion on ensuring we provide safe active travel when it comes to cycles and e-scooters, plus an update on future transport zones. You can check the ITS UK website for details. Highways Voices, hearing from the people who matter in the transport technology industry. Now let's go back to Adrian's chat with Donna from Kia. As we mentioned earlier, today is International Women's Day. You have lots of talented women at Kia working at all sorts of different levels. So how do you support women in particular at Kia? I'm, I must admit, Kia is an absolutely fantastic organisation to work for. And we do have lots and lots of things going on 
lots of engagement with all the fantastic women and 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 sort of the wider Kia group in pulling together lots of different policies. So we we do lots of surveys. We 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 do lots, I'd say, of engagement and a lot of listening to our employees. And that's where we kind of look at how we can make here a, a better place and, and a more inclusive place. And as I said, we've got a number of fantastic newly released policies, things like enhanced maternity leave policy and paternity leave policy. We've we've worked with an organisation and got a women's health app made available to our employees. We've issued things like guidance around menopause. Uh, so it's it's just great that obviously as women we can't get away from these things. We they are there, but it's just so fantastic that Kia does listen. And they are sort of taking on board what people are thinking about it and feeling about different things. And they're, they're making changes for the better. And it, it just makes myself and other women working in this industry, working for Kia, feel really, really valued. And, and sort of it, it gives us that, that sense of belonging, if you like. It's, it's, it's a really great organisation to work for. And it's, it's fantastic that we can sort of celebrate the really brilliant women that we do have within our organisation at the moment and it can only sort of get better. We obviously want to make sure that we are, we do keep celebrating, we do keep making these these strides forwards and having a workforce that absolutely reflects society as we are at the moment. Fascinating stuff again there from one of the country's leading contractors, Kia Highways. Donna, thanks for joining us on Highways Voices. Thanks very much, Adrian. Highways Voices, the podcast from highwaysnews.com. Highwaysnews.com. Before we go, let's hear one more bit from Adrian, who's got... Adrian's accolade. My accolade this week goes to Oxfordshire County Council and the consortium team that has brought residents in the area the UK's first self-driving electric bus service based at Milton Park Science Park. The current route shuttles passengers around the site near Didcot, which is home to 250 companies and over 9,000 employees. The service, operated by First Bus, is a 15-seat single-deck minibus and is fully accessible for wheelchair and pushchair users. A qualified safety driver is on board at the bus at all times, able to take control of the vehicle if required. A new kind of journey planner, the MyLink Journey Planner, developed by Zipabout, has been customised for the system. It provides real times updates on services operation times across everyday apps, including WhatsApp and SMS. The first of its kind to do so. Worthy winners of my accolade this week. And a worthy winner of Adrian's accolade. Indeed. That's it for this week's Highways Voices. We're going to chat distracted driving and how to use technology to reduce it and make our roads safer next week. In the meantime, keep up with all the news on our website and newsletter because, well, as you know, we're the only place you need to go for everything you need to know. We'll catch you next week. Highways Voices. Join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry. 